<laughs> Hello! Welcome to the Honest War Game. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to the 40k Spy Center. Uh, that is our musical intro, brought to you by everyone on the Honest War Game of Patreon, and of course, uh, crowdfunded by everyone on the Honest War Game of Twitch, who are live with us right now. If you are listening to the podcast, this is a recording you're listening to, in case you're unaware, and not live audio podcast, which would be weird. And if you're watching the YouTube, this is like a YouTube video you record ahead of time, but no, it is, I guess. I don't know. I've lost, I've lost myself in the weeds. Uh, thanks, Percussive Scruff, for resubscribing, and to Gitly, who are all wonderful people. Uh, today's The subject of today's show is I'm going to be catching up with Tom and Nick and seeing how they both are, and then we're going to be discussing the hotly anticipated, but no one was quite sure if it was coming out, FAQ. Well, it was completely not hotly anticipated. No one knew it was happening. It was completely... Un- was it? Is it? So this wasn't a scheduled one? Nope. No. Wow. Does it feel weird to anyone else that this is going to end up overshadowing the chapter approved at the end of a week? Does it feel like that's intentional? Well, I was going to say, isn't it uh, weird that they're releasing digital PDFs to fix it, to balance the game? It's such a weird, it, is it an odd concept to them, uh, seeing as they're so intent on flogging books with that shit in that six months out of date? Let's let's catch up with both how you are, and then everyone in the chat. Lol, yes, and also yes, all of these, yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll break it down step by step. Is what we'll do. That's what we'll do. And thank you to Frothy Cat for watching Skulls, which was the uh, announcement of some of the 40k uh, game stuff. Is that right? I don't know what it is called. I don't, I don't know what they've announced. It's just. They, well, here's what they've announced. Um, uh, Warhammer Underworlds is going for free. Uh, awkward. Never good when that happens. Uh, and then on Steam this week, and Mechanicus uh, is going for free on GOG.com. Oh. So, I've never heard of GOG.com. <laughs> good old games. Yeah. Where yeah, you get it's Gwent, mate. It's Come basically on. Steam. And yes, Tom, it's where you play Gwent. The only reason to go on to GOG. It's like Steam. But mate, I had, mate I, I had closed beta Gwent. Come on. Like, I'm OG but Gwent. Shut yeah, up. yeah, yeah. OG Gwent, my dude. Yeah. Uh, I'll we've smash just you got live. Just give me a week. Valerie. Uh, I don't know how to set that command up. I'll set it up. Neil Kerr, what up? Uh, Groaty Woaty, thanks for subscribing. Right, I'm going to take my shirt off because it's you, you, sh- you shouldn't need that, Valerie. I thought, but if, I think there's like a timer underneath the stream that you can just check if you're not in full screen mode. But of course, why wouldn't you be in full Let's screen? Let's do it. Let's be proper streamers. Screen. I'll sort yeah. that out. I'll sort that out so that works next what, time. Shall, shall we, who are we going to threaten to box? <laughs> what? Oh, I thought we were proper streamers. Oh, <laughs> who are we fighting? <laughs> Each other. Each other oh, in the room. Excellent. We all have That's a my favorite. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Um, uh, but I want to do it like the cool kids. All right, we'll sort this out. Right, so Nick, how have you been? What's been going on? Let's start with you. I've been pretty good, thank you, Rob. Tell me what's uh, been going on. I played a game. Well, so since last week, I said that uh, I've been creating my new Lord of Villains as pictured behind me. Good. So. Uh, no one will deter me from my love for the Lord of Virulence model, no matter uh, what anyone says. I think he is a fucking brilliant HQ for Death Guard. I love him. And I will always give him the deadly pathogen, which gives you plus one strength to his flamer and re-roll the number of hits. So I think it's fucking brilliant for 130 points. Who's trying to and put you off him? The first thing in my list every time. What's that, sorry? Who's trying to put you off him? 
Which rogue is daring to try? Just them, you know. Those Just society. People. Society, yeah. yeah. We live in a society, Nick. You yeah, live in a well, society. I try not to. He doesn't like when yeah. people lose a lot of virulence. <laughs> Didn't yeah. Nick use a lot of virulence at the weekend, by the way? Not you, Nick. Yeah. So, Nick. yeah, Nick Nanavati used it in a, in a battle report for Art of War, so I assume that everyone now is going to be like jumping on the Lord of Virulence bandwagon just because uh, that <laughs> Nick did it. Only uh, Nick. So I've been using it since day one. So yeah, I played a game uh, yesterday with my new model. I'm super pleased with my new model because I've converted my Death Shroud Terminators out of old obliterators. Yeah. So then my uh, and my previous Lord of Virulence was converted out of an obliterator and he looked smaller than them even though they were roughly the same model because I think I gave my Death Shrouds bigger like fur roughs at the back. So I wanted the Lord to stand out a bit more. So I bought a brand new plastic obliterator and converted a new Lord of Virulence out of uh, that model. And I gave him, I modelled unnecessary flamers on him. So obviously the model should have a double plague spewer, Ooh. which he has. He has a big double plague spewer, but I gave him two additional shoulder flamers just so he has, you know, unnecessary amount of flamers on his model. Does he have those rules? No, just for fun. Uh, just for fun, but also it, maybe it represents the fact that he can re-roll his number of shots for flamers because he's got four. He's got four flamers on the model. All so the flamers, yeah. All the flamers in the world. Nick, can, can I ask you... a question? Oh yeah, no, you first, Tom. How did you buy a plastic obliterator? I went on to eBay. Ah, yes. or yes. .co.uk. Uh, .co.uk, I believe it was. <laughs> yes, classy, a classy choice. <laughs> Classic choice. Yeah, not Games Workshop. I went to eBay. Uh, Why, did you not buy them from Games Workshop? (laughs) Not separately. You have to buy them in a starter box or some sort of big box. I don't think they're even in a starter box. I've got to have a look now. Weren't they in that set that wasn't the Chaos, was the new 40k, but wasn't the the new 40k? Yeah, Shadow Spear, whatever it was. Shadow Spear, yeah. Mm. Not Shadow Spear, that was, uh, I don't know what it's called, but you know what I mean. It was the um, one with the the, the stupid campaign book. Yeah, that was Shadow Spear. Shock Attack Gun. Shadow Spear is a box game, wasn't it? No. I can't remember. Anyway, an, an old an old box that Games Workshop released. So, yeah, you can't buy them separately, so I got them on eBay. Um, and it looked, yeah, I'm, I'm super pleased with how it turned out. And I used him for the first time in a game yesterday. In real life? How did it go? RL. Uh, I lost by a, a few points, but it was a super close game. Um, and sat, so, you know, when we first did our Death Guard Codex review... Uh, yeah. I've been so. I now, in my current list, have succumbed to uh, the fact that plague marines aren't optimal in a rhino. Right. So, so the so I think the optimum loadout for space marines in a rhino, plague marines in a rhino, in my opinion, is uh, champion with plague sword, two flails, two cleavers, and everyone uh, two knife dudes and three bolters, two fifty points. Told you You've got the two flares, two cleavers. Yeah, the cleavers are fucking brilliant uh, with the damage overspill. Like, they're just, yeah. Yeah, I uh, said this at the start. Incredible. I said this at the start. <laughs> you were right. And then in a rhino. But but so 250 plus 80 with a rhino, that's like a lot of points. And and if that unit hits something in combat with the damage overspill and you get maybe arch contaminator in range and rerolling ones to hit, it's fucking mental. It can do so much damage. But... As soon as they get out and do that, they'll die almost instantly. So I can see why, you know, Terminators are at the minute at the current points cost way, way better. So my current list has got like a big brick of Blight Lords, five Death Shroud, two units of three Death Shroud, uh, Lord of Virulence in there, 
Plague Surgeon for the Terminators, three units of ten pox walkers, two plague brush crawlers, and then two plague drones with flesh mowers. Nice. Who I've I've bought some Puscoil Blight Lords to proxy because I I'm not a huge fan of the plague drone models. So you know the Puscoil Blight Lords from AOS, they're like Nurgle Chaos Warriors riding the demonic fly. I can't remember what they're called. I can't remember what that model's called. What, plague, plague drone. Plague drone, but they look sick with a like a, a reaper. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So I'm just using that as a plague drone because it's roughly the same size. It's a flying thing. I've just made the dude look. I've given him shoulder pads and like a backpack to make him. Oh, more I like... get it. So instead of it being like the demonic engine with the flesh mower, you've stuck a dude on who's the flesh mower. He is yes. the flesh mower. He is the flesh mower. Mister Flesh Mower. Yeah. Sir Flesh Mower. Sergeant Flesh Mower. Sir, yeah. <laughs> Probably sir, because they're right. They're like mounted. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would be good. Okay, that yeah. sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. But yeah, I'm loving. I'm absolutely loving the Lord of Violence and loving Death Guard at the minute. I think yeah, I'm really. I'm super excited to take my Death Guard to the TSN Arena at the end of this month at the first Squads event. Squads event. If our four man versus four man teams event. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be very fun, especially. Especially because of the new FAQ that will be in effect. Bah, 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 bah. Um, but yeah, uh, because the FAQ is great. But we'll talk more on that in a bit. Uh, Tom, how have you been? Catch me up. Uh, okay, I've been good. I've uh, played two games this week and I've paid a bunch of Necrons. Uh, I've also, look what I've got. Show me. Tufts. I need some more Tufts because I ran out of uh, Tufts at the store. So I need some more Wasteland Tufts. So if anyone knows where I can find some Wasteland Tufts, let me know. Uh, I've been using those on my Necrons. Here's an example. There we go. So I'm going to paint all my Necrons. And then I'm going to paint all my Ogres. And then I'm just going to paint whatever I want. So wow. that's going well. I've played two games. I played one against Mech Eldar, which did not go well for Necrons. And I just came back from Pontefract, where I just played against Tyranids. Uh, the Nightbringer took an entire Tyranid shooting phase to the face. So Exocrine, he had a Barbed Hybrid Duel, he had a big squad of Warriors, he had Hive Guard, all that kind of nonsense. Took it all to the face, took one wound, and it was great. He was very upset. Perfect. Perfect. And then <laughs> when he got, did he get in and cause cause the carnage? He, t- he just walked in and one-shot a Demacaron. That was fun. Nice. And then he died. Was, so, it, yeah. was it the triple Demacaron list or not? He only he only had one Demacaron, and then the Swarm Lord, and then... Ah, it was fine. I mean, he had a barbed high reduel, one big squad of warriors, one big squad of um, hive guard, one uh, x crown, one squad of hormigants, big one. What else do you have? I swear I had some other stuff. Yeah, loads of psychers and minus one to hit shite, but I'm playing Necrons. I don't have range. It's fine. Uh, we had a question in the chat. Did you get a Pontefract cape while you were there? No, no, we absolutely did not. No, we played in the back of a tattoo parlor. That's cool. That's it was cool. Whilst cool. getting tattoos? <laughs> Did you get no, tattoos no. at the same time? Other people were there getting tattoos, and we were just there just playing in, in the back, and just like, oh, yeah, nice. That's awesome. That's... Yeah. So the store we were playing at... I feel was that's about as hipster as you get, unless there's like a coffee shop in there, also a real craft brewery at the same time, and maybe somewhere to get your hair cut. So the shop that we were going to is doing some renovations, so basically they moved their shop into this tattoo parlor that's still running. So in the front section, you have like the store where you can buy a bunch of Warhammer. In the middle section, you have... The, ta- the tattoo studio <laughs> I mean in the back so you just we just walked past this guy's feet as he was getting a tattoo on our way up, up to the amazing <laughs> that's so, amazing yeah, it's alright yeah 
I like the idea of playing yeah, there, but fun. the only way you're allowed to play there is whatever, like whatever the score of your game is, yep. you have to like get tattooed on you. But only if you lose. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, really throw. The As you can there. see, I'm I'm tattoo free at this point. So. <laughs> Uh, obviously, tattoo yeah. the names of the people you defeated on your arm or on your back, yeah, all over your body. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'm glad you both well. I'm glad you both well. It sounds like you've had a great time uh, this week. It's been fun. Uh, let's move. How on about to you, Rob? What have you been up to? Uh, if I'm, I'm just telling you off screen. If I'm 100 honest, fall into pieces because of doing coverage over the weekends. Uh, but I've just printed out uh, our sixth and seventh table for the 40k uh, events that we'll be holding here. Uh, with a uh, eighth table to print soon, which has been cool. Uh, so looking forward to that. I've got two Eldar boards to paint up now, and they look really fun. Um, so yeah, like uh, Tom, you've looked at some of it. You think it's like you've seen some of the train now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I uh, was down there obviously last weekend playing at the T Sports Arena for playing so strong. When I was coaching the Dragon Slayers, as we played against um, Beast Midlands. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. You could see a lot of the terrain in person. Found a lot of. Uh, funny shaped terrain but i very much enjoyed uh, yeah <laughs> it's all been stuck to the right pieces now if that helps you out excellent yeah so it's not like i'm just walking around with some like curved pointy bit yeah. trying to interview people yeah much better good so yeah yeah it looks great looks really good and i'll be back again this weekend as well to see uh, some more well hopefully it'll be more printed uh shadow sun you 100 can name the eldar board inbox me so i've done two eldar boards with the help of some designs from shadow sun uh who's in the chat i have done I have Dan, uh, two Tyranid boards, two Necron boards, and then the final ones are going to be two like post-apocalypse uh, crate boards. I think is the only real way to describe them, uh, like a load of crates. So those are the those are the ones. So there's no like Imperial one, although the Tyranid one's like Imperial-ish. Uh, I think again, still difficult. I've talked about this all the time, uh, getting those designs so that they work for 40k specifically. Uh, but looking at some of the the terrain packs and terrain around the world, maybe I shouldn't have offered to like. Maybe I shouldn't have tried so hard to do a good job and just stick any old shit down. And I think people will pay top money for that. Um, but it, I couldn't do that, Tom. I couldn't do it, Nick. I couldn't do it. Can't do it. No. Couldn't do Can't it. do it. Plus, uh, I know Nick is playing at one of the events, and I know he would literally have my balls up I on would a post. Savage you, <laughs> physically and. With my words. Yeah, I don't want that. Oh, yeah, that's that's right. mainly what's keeping me going. That beast on my back of making mm. sure Nick gets me. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing, uh, ultimately. Although not far. Um, looking at, like, uh, doing the 40K overlays, 40K events in the future as well, so we can do live coverage for that. So that's also been another process, like getting the resources in for that. Um, um, some people might not know, but one of the ways that we do the overlays is instead of it just being some passback information, we actually have an app created by an incredibly talented man uh, but making that all work together now it's like it's just it's a lot of back and forth uh, and mainly uh, so yeah that's it that's what i've been doing and catching up with chapter mm -hmm. approved because it was so good mm, um yeah right okay let's move, let's move into the news there are there are two major pieces of news we have sad and we have glad we've got joy and we've got uh that's the with joy that despair despair um, do we need to go through the sad? Yes, Jim Vessel in the chat. Do we need to go through the sad? I don't think we need to go through the sad because I think we talked about most of the problems related to why the sad thing is sad quite a lot. So What's for sad? Uh, the chat for stuff. All right. <laughs> All right. For clarity for everyone listening at home. 
just uh, if the sad gets spicy. The sad isn't particularly spicy. Games Workshop, as always, wrote their chapter approved book six months ago. They made almost no changes. They did a fluff piece on the community website where it made it sound like they were going to do some monumental changes. They changed almost no points. They changed uh, like almost no rules. The secondary changes were nothing. Uh, nothing to write home about. And it was genuinely a sad week for everyone in 40k. People were mad. People were sad. People were disappointed. It was just bo- like it. It probably was the worst thing ever. It was boring. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't the worst thing I've seen. In fact, if you want to find the worst thing I've ever seen, Games Workshop release. If you actually search "chapter approved" on their website, you find this next to the worst thing that was ever released. What you got to link it in the chapter? Uh, which is the terrain book. The terrain oh. book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was seeing if anyone got it. But... <laughs> uh, okay. It's like right. its own little circle of hell down there. If you search chapter approved in the top bar. Okay. How, well... how do you? How does everyone think that they? Because obviously they do write this stuff six months in advance to get it printed into a nice book that everyone wants to buy a physical book, of course. Of course. But how? What is their process? Because obviously they looked into the future six months ago and thought everyone the meta what the meta really needs right now is land raiders to go down 20 points yeah i'm imagining that they have uh three of the rules writers in like a pool of goop you know like a minority report where they have the (laughs) pre-cops they get three they get a hot tub full of goop the rules writers all get in there they all have a think and they look into the future and then uh some sort of wooden ball rolls out of a machine and tells them what needs to come down in points that's what I'm imagining happens, rather than just, you know, being in the present moment and looking at the meta and taking so, on data and releasing a PDF. Which so here's, here's my thing. I actually would have bought this anyway. I I don't think I'm going to now just because it's 25 quid. And in that book for 25 quid, I'm getting two books. One, which is points updates for two factions or three really. factions. They're incorrect. And not really. So it's like, and the last time I got one of these, it came in White Dwarf and it was already out of date as well. Mm-hmm. The other one is all the same stuff I've got in my previous book anyway, and then some FAQ'd secondaries. Kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the same cost as a codex. Well, no, codexes have gone up a sneaky five pounds. Has anyone noticed? Oh, they're 30, they're 30 quid now. Yeah. Did anyone I, I don't notice know. that? I didn't realize they were 25 quid before, to be honest, mate. Yeah, twenty five quid before. Now they're now they're thirty boys, thirty uh, doubloons, or for people not who aren't from England, we normally call them uh, Goldie Boys. Thirty Goldie Boys, Nick. Is that what you call the currency that we use? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so uh, just I just so at Games Workshop, sorry, Games Workshop, we just call it uh, any money is Games Workshop vouchers. <laughs> 30 games wash your vouchers that's what it is <laughs> uh, well yeah so I think the point is um, that it's a bad book which is such an amazing counterpoint to the FAQ we're about to talk about right yes yeah like, like that's the the night and day the Jekyll and Hyde <laughs> fuck off Nick with the hands <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> it is though. Like they give it, they take it away. The um, the the point, like, let's get the the main thrust out of the way because all of the changes I think are, are, are excellent in the the digital yeah, yeah. FAQ. Yeah, the digital FAQ is that what is the point 
of a paper FAQ. Surely we got more value out of this than we did out of the other thing. Nick, what are your thoughts? I think it's hopefully they learn from this that if the community is like, oh, yes, this FAQ, this digital FAQ that is up to date is fucking brilliant. This is exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. Maybe for once they'll listen and go, oh, hang on. Maybe we shouldn't do the uh, release points from six months ago or an FAQ from six months ago. Maybe we should just, you know, get with the times and do things digitally. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, they'd be so much better. Um, God, I had a point, but I've forgotten it now. Tom, where are you on this issue? Got too invested in the. Uh, I feel like they could have charged me for the <laughs> FAQ and give me the chapter proof for free, and I would have bought the FAQ. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It just like also the thing about it is, is like even if we like even if everything. So let's say the FAQ, not the FAQ, chapter approved was all of the things like. So what it was is just lazy. Like the Riptide's one point change is <laughs> it's insane. Like it's insane. Like, like, what, list, like... what list is that affecting? Like what? So uh, uh, <laughs> a unit They're saving of three points. <laughs> what do you fucking do? Why is no one more like like why is there no comedy show on just this? Who's like someone who's reading through it like religiously, like meticulously is like one point change this is really gonna affect the meta. The way in which this will affect the Tau army. Like, I want 30 minutes on it. Like, pure, deep satire. Come on, 40k community. We could do better than this. I, th- um, I feel like with this FAQ as well, a lot of people really like it. Or think they really like it because, oh, Drakari got nerfed. When actually, it's a really good FAQ overall. They've clarified a lot of things. They've made a lot of tweaks across the board. The Drakari changes weren't like a massive hammer. They've hit them in very targeted places. I, I think the Dark Technomancer thing is, wait, is fine. Where, no, no, no. Oh, no, okay. I'm not talking about it in detail. I'm, I'm just right. like saying, oh, the FAQ isn't good because it hit Drakari. The FAQ is good because it covers a lot of ground and is quite uh, nuanced in how it approaches it. Agreed. Oh, but the FAQ, uh, but the uh, chapter approved is. Chapter approved, chapter approved, I don't know what they're doing. But I, I, <laughs> like, it, it wasn't even part of the point. I just wanted to clarify that I don't think the FAQ is good just because it hits Drakari. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, because there's loads of great changes. Hashtag Death Guard, hashtag Walk Through Trees, hashtag Let's Go. Um, hey, you could take titles now. Nice. I, also nice, but yeah, we'll talk about that. Nick, I want to <laughs> throw a question to you, you specifically and you only. Yeah? If you were a guessing man, yeah, and a dancing man, and a loving man, all mm. of those things together. One of those. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> Would you think that the chapter approved changes and the FAQ feels like it's from different teams. Different groups have done them. So one of them feels you know, competent, right? Correct. One of them less so. Yes. So yeah, maybe maybe there is two groups working on this. Okay. If I was to guess. Would you, my question is... Like so do you think it's like one group that put all their time into the FAQ and we've gone, oh, fuck, chapter approved, go, one point off Riptide, look, there's a change. No, because or... the chapter okay. approved was done like, six months ago. So this what were definitely... doing six months ago? Let's this is look. definitely done. Oh, no. yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, Nick, it, to me it feels like it's two different teams, a competent, yeah. smart, eloquent, well-thought-out and smart group of individuals have mm-hmm. written the FAQ and chapter approved was written by 
and I don't want to don't want to ruin this for you. Me sent back in time to piss us off later uh, in the year and give us content uh, to make. That's what I've looped. One of those time loop that's, situations. That's play. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm doing right now. That's what I've been doing all week is 3D printing a time machine to go back and give us the jokes. You go back uh, okay. in time and fuck up from the game, but he <laughs> likes less because Edge of Sigmar is his baby. Uh, can I, can I be on. salty about one thing in the chapter of Who that really Please annoyed me? Please do. Love oh, to yes, hear it. Not a game oh, thing, yes. but naming of secondaries, right? Yeah. Oh. I.e. Oh, like scramblers, this. right? They renamed deploy scramblers to retrieve blah, blah, blah data. Yeah. Like, and we all said last week, no one's going to call it retrieve Octavius data. We're probably just going to call it Scramblers or Rod. Um, Rod is a great name. Can <laughs> <laughs> you get my Rod on? Get, my... get Rod. Oh, are they? Okay. But like, they should. Like, I just like, I don't see why they need to change because some of them, some of them, I feel like if they tweaked the secondary, they kind of changed the name. But then some of them, they didn't change the name and they tweaked the secondary. And I feel like they felt like, oh, if we're changing the secondary loads, you need to change the name. I feel like you should just like. Just keep all the secondaries the same name and you can tweak how they work because they tweak how rules work all the time and they don't change the name every time. It just seems an unnecessary change that is just more confusing to people. Like, yeah, it just annoyed me. That, that I like that the secondary is called Rod, though. I would like if the anachronyms of all... Is that the right word? The, whatever. Of all of the secondaries made short, hilarious, like, what are you trying to achieve today? Rod, Jim... Uh, uh, live cock, Tit. no, no, that's four. Good matter, it could still be an acronym. <laughs> Pete, oh, <laughs> they're going to get their rod on. Yeah, I've maxed out rod. Okay? Like, I'm going to be honest, Slaves to Darkness is fucking hilarious. I'm a big fan. STDs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my point is. Uh, about we've I think we've covered chapter approved at least in the shit show, but the I guess the kind of like follow up question and there are two. It's a two parter. Is uh, Tom going to throw over to you first on the two parter? Is uh, do you feel like the competent and well thought out FAQ that was digitally released and free was released to um, to assuage the burn that is the uh, the twenty five pounds for nothing chapter approved? Nah, because Games Workshop constantly puts out shit and without like giving you like a fucking carrot at the end of it, right? But they probably didn't realize it was shit. I think there's a term for that. They never give you a reach around. I think that's yeah, the term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, never give me a happy ending. They just happened to give me one today. And they're now selfish lovers, is what we're yeah. saying. Nick, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like it, they've been they've used it to mitigate their PR or not? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's just they just think that this is what they did. They just yeah, I don't think they've done it like that. They've just gone, well, there's some stuff that obviously the community wanted fixing, so they fixed it. They're, they're, yeah, I don't think they've done it as a PR thing. Okay, all right, that's really positive. Uh, the second part of this, uh, and this is really important, Tom, how does the furry community feel about it? I don't know how I feel about it, mate. I've just spent a lot of time watching them gatekeep the 40k community on Twitter today, which is why... <laughs> I have this. I did bring three upstairs. I left two in the fridge because I thought alcohol, like drinking a lot of cider on stream would not be a good look. So yeah. I'm going to do it off stream instead. Uh, but Rob has sent me on a mission, and blaming you for this because this is appalling, to find out what the heck is going on with uh, 
furries with gatekeeping tendencies because there are a surprising number of them Uh, to the point where if i see a fursona in someone's avatar they're instantly on the block list instantly immediately (laughs) Immediately. would you say do you do you feel like and no way do we want to cause any contention between fandoms but do you think that furries have it against the 40k community specifically the competitive community no, mate, because, I mean, I think there's... I've seen a lot of weird shit with furries just being fucking weird. Like, you know what? In the bedroom, whatever, you know, whatever you want to do, so long as it's, you know, reasonable behaviour and it's between two consenting adults, we're all right. Yeah. Or more consenting girls to feel about it. Uh-huh. However, when it comes to hobbies, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. If you want to start kicking people out of a hobby for who they are, I think I'm going to start with you people, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck out like no i'm not an advocate of gatekeeping with the exception of gatekeeping fairies they can fuck off uh so the yeah well i mean tom that's kind of where we get in a bit of a tough spot because me and jim vessel big shout out to jim in the chat is he a furry no well we're organizing the first we're organizing the first 40k furry meetup at the lvo 2022 and i didn't want you to get a little bit concerned about it i'm actually i'm dressing up as a cyber wolf for the event uh but weirdly i won't be playing space wolves how how are you gonna play tau fair enough fair enough okay uh, all right fine if you don't want to come if you don't want to if you don't i I mean i tell you what any furry meetup is the last place i'm gonna come okay Okay, Nick, save us. <laughs> save us from ourselves, please. Uh, sorry, I had to leave the room for a minute. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Good job. I, I noped out of there. <laughs> <laughs> nope the fuck out. All right, that's fair. All right, let's nope the fuck in. Uh, let's do that. It, the I 2020... can't wait for all the death threats in my uh, DMs now. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Here we go. <laughs> we move on, Tom. Curate your space and hang yeah, out. Me and Jim out, will, and Jim will run... Out. Me and Jim will try our hardest to push the 40k furry community to a more healthy place. That would be good. That yeah, would be good. and then maybe eventually you can you can enter into the world again, safe I, in the I, knowledge. I, I, I absolutely would rather not, but thank you very much. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay. Fine. Uh, right. So the the FAQ got digitally released randomly on a Wednesday. I saw someone, uh, one of the videos I like to make in the future is like, so you're thinking of getting into Warhammer 40,000. Here's an intro video on what that means. With not the like, lol, you'll need a tape measure sort of stuff. Like, you'll buy a book and it won't be accurate until they release an FAQ. And then I was like, kind of like writing in my notes. I was like, what do I put like as a when does it come out? And the answer is, it's meant to be four weeks after book launch, but it could be anything between one week before the book ever comes out to nine weeks after. As like a broad spectrum of roughly when things are. And then intermittently, on a Wednesday, you might get a sweeping change to the game (laughs) with no announcement. Um... You've got to stay on your toes being a 40k or AOS player. (laughs) gotta be nimble right it's like it's like um like on those takeshi castle style shows where they have to uh sideways walk along a wall and then there's like boxing gloves coming out of the wall every now and then Mm -hmm. like you'd be you'd be sliding across a wall and then like an faq will just like jab at you and you got to try and stay on the wall 
at any time an FAQ could get you. Tom, have you ever watched Takeshi's Castle? Yeah, it's just like Total Wipeout, but good. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's, like... <laughs> That's like saying Always Sunny in Philadelphia is like Mrs. Brown Boys, but better. Um... <laughs> Everything is better. Mate, the furry community is better than Mrs. Brown Boys. <laughs> Agreed. For everyone not in the UK, Mrs. Brown Boys is um, some sort of like tax haven for the rich elite of the British Broadcasting Company. I'm not really sure what the situation is, but I'm not sure how it gets made. There's something shady going on behind the scenes. There's no way that... Yeah, there's no way that gets made, like, by happenstance, right? No, like, it's like all the super yachts. They're not making them because they're really into yachting all of a sudden. This is Um, a safe place to deal drugs. uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what the fucking... Only I am responsible for my words. Nothing I say, Robert, is Rob's responsibility whatsoever. (laughs) No, I will. No. If you say something, okay, I'm I, responsible and I need to that. defend you. Ah, uh, <laughs> Well. Well, Anyway, <laughs> my point is, is that this FAQ was digitally released on a Wednesday, yes? Uh, yes. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. It was. It was. A digital release on a Wednesday with no announcements, which has thrown some events under the bus. For instance, there's an event in America this weekend called the ACOOCOCO. Don't think I've got that right. I would like to point out. Uh, but it's something like that. LCO, ACCCO, something. Uh, but I think it's a large uh, 40K event. Um, it's n- in a week next weekend. I didn't even get the date right. It's in two weeks. Yeah, next weekend. And that event um, has unfortunately had to like say, well, lists were already submitted. You could submit your lists. What the hell do we do? Um, and then they've made the decision to stick with the un un-FAQ'd stuff, if that makes sense, which has been uh, um, a problem. I don't think it was uh, ACOC or ACOC. I don't think it was that. Um, it was some events. Does anyone know what the event's called? No idea. I'll try and I'll look at it. It doesn't matter. My point is, um, without the kind of like, the only criticism I have, I'll start this off before we get all to ACO. Thanks, everyone. Um, the only criticism I have with the FAQ, and it's the only one, and I'm not looking for one, is that it throws some event organizers on the bus when you don't announce you're going to produce one, right? That's yeah. fair. Nick, that's got to be fair, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100% fair. And, you know, one thing we criticize Games Workshop for a lot, and I think it's you know, valid, is that their communication isn't either, isn't particularly great at times in terms of like, few, like forward planning for uh, the, just the general community and particularly TOs. Yeah. Like they've never like they've done a roadmap every now and then, but it's never really a roadmap. It's like here's what's coming out next month. I, th- I think with that one, though, it'd just be a case of they use VFQs as they were on Saturday, right? Because that was list submission, right? If the list submission was on the day of the event, yeah. then I understand it. But otherwise, it's like you've submitted your list. You can't exactly go ask all the Drakari players because if there are 800 people at the event, there'll be 700 Drakari players at this point to go and increase the cost of their raiders, right? Yeah, so like um, Neil's saying in the chat, the, the TO has just gone through all the lists to make sure they're illegal because in the 40k community, we have had an issue very recently with illegal lists doing very well and it causing a problem, right? We've already had that this year. It's already been an issue. So the TO has gone through all the lists to make sure they're legal and then he doesn't want to go through that process again, which is completely fair, I would say. So tough call for the TO. So the, before, just I just get out of the way. Love a roadmap. Hey, love a roadmap. Just going to throw that out there. I know it seems like a lot to ask that you're working on something and you know you're working on something. Tell people you're working on something. But I feel like you've got a spare five minutes. 
that's what I feel like. Just like whisper to the guy in the community blog, hey, we're doing some updates. Probably be like a month, whatever. This actually happened um, in 2017 for the uh, Element Games Grand Slam uh, when Yanari got a really weird FAQ that prevented them from doing the Yanari bullshit in their opponent's turn. Yeah. And that's huge. So that caused some mega issues. And I think after that, they implemented a roadmap with the big FAQs. Okay. I'm into that. That's it. So let's get into the positives. I just thought that I needed to bring that up because that would be super annoying. Let's say you wanted to run some huge international tournament. Let's say you wanted to run your local gaming club, whatever. Like all of it's a bit of a faff, right? I think for people. Like, and now also uh, positive changes for the meta, but also some armies taking some sort of hits, specifically Drakari, which means people are going to have to like repaint new armies and all that other stuff, which is part and parcel of the, of the program. I seem like the only one who seems to like care about this, but I, like, maybe it's just me. Do you think it's just me? Uh, well, maybe because you're a TO, you're more sympathetic to TOs nowadays. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I guess like if I was a TO, uh, if, like Nilko said in the chat, the dude has probably just finished reading through all the lists to make sure they're legal, it's understandable for him to say, you know, fuck it. I, I, I don't want to have to go through a, hundred, a million lists and check it and ask people to resubmit it again. Blah, blah, blah. We'll just play on. Everyone was happy to play up until this knowledge came out. So they'll be ha- they should be happy uh, to play the event and then adjust the FAQ after that. Or you just go, well, I'm going to cause myself a whole load more effort and everyone else to have to resubmit lists and do all that. And that might delay things at your tournament. So... Well, like Jim said in the chat, and I agree with you, Nick, um, when they have their own events, it's going to be a bit of a faff, right? Like, maybe then we'll we'll see them uh, nut up and start doing, like, okay, listen this time, do this other thing now. You know, like, they start selling tickets to their own big events, this this 40k roadshow that we've seen in America. Um, yeah. We've talked, yeah, um, we've talked about that before. Uh, okay, all right. I'm going to quickly go get some water because I'm going to remind everyone to stay hydrated. And while I do that, I'm going to get Tom in very fine detail to explain why triangles are bad and why Games Workshop hates them. That was fucking helpful, wasn't it? Come on. That, Nick, do you Games know Workshop what I was... wrecked Pythagoras. There we oh, go. Get wrecked right, Pythagoras. Okay. Right. Shall we start the FAQ then? Let's just do it. Uh, I mean, if you miss his stuff, you miss his stuff. So... Uh, on Twitter, I did a thread to make you guys do the work for the FAQ rundown. So I basically went through all the FAQs, found all the stuff that I thought was important, and then if uh, if I missed anything, you people would correct me, and that was perfectly fine. So, core rulebook. Uh, a few changes have been made. Uh, the downward projection of setting up reinforcements against uh, schema-based models has been implemented. So basically, you measure horizontally to see if you're nine inches away, rather than horizontally and vertically, directly to the point. So that the, is that just for Sorry. skimmers or like if I'm setting up term, if I'm deep striking terminators into a building? Yeah. Uh, I project their base to the floor in terms of the measurement. Yes, that would okay. also work. That would also be correct. You don't measure vertically at all. It's nice. literally this horizontal movement. Um, so that means you can't do the thing that people were doing, which was placing their bases like just within nine inches because of a charge range. So you can get an eight inch charge just because it's on a skimmer base, right? Mm. So that's been changed. They've also implemented that Fly actually does things in the um, charge phase, whereas previously it wouldn't. So if you had Fly, it didn't matter. You'd still need to be infantry to go through a ruin to charge. Uh, you still have to do that, but now you can ignore things like craters and woods uh, for their modifications if you have a Fly keyword, which is a, a big change and a big improvement to things with Fly. 
Um, but he also talked a lot about things like who fights first and who fights last interactions. Oh, well, we're talking, there's not really too much to say other than uh, you talk, you measure on a horizontal plane to see if you're outside of nine inches, right? So we've clarified that you can stick stuff in a ruin and you'd still have to make sure that you're outside nine. So let's say it makes it a lot easier to screen out the top of buildings as well. As Which I also don't agree with, but sure. That's fine. That's fine. But that's that's what it's done. I mean, it's also... Um, uh, Fly might have already ignored difficult ground, Jadison, but then no one corrected me on that on Twitter, so I'm assuming it didn't. So that's fine. They uh, also... What, oh, sorry, I'm a bit sweaty. What was it's that? It's warm today, eh? Yeah. It I is was hoping cool. for something, what it was. Oh, they clarified uh, who fights first and who fights last mechanics, which, Rob, as an AOS player, I'm sure you appreciate because you've already had this argument once before. It's uh, like, yeah, it's been torturous, effectively, and they've they've clarified it in quite a nice... I like... Can I just say that I'm very happy with a lot of the changes because they are a very non-Games Workshop answer. Again, why I feel it was done by a different writer, because what Games Workshop do is they change... They change each ability always. They never universally clarify. Or when they do, okay. it's the fucking shit show when they just deleted all fly. Do you remember that FAQ where they were oh, like, fly doesn't work anymore yeah. now, lol jokes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just madness. So yeah, the always strikes first, always strikes last thing is just a very clean, neat, that's the end mm. of the fucking conversation fix, which I really, really like. Yeah. So I think that, that, yeah, it's really, really positive. So effectively with the wording, they've made it. So yeah, it's just good, right? Big fan. Yeah. Yes, a- AOS had the activation wars. We only had the activation scuffle or, or scrim. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I guess just because COVID was gone, I think it would, I think like. Maybe, yeah. Maybe they've been super fortunate that they've put out such a quality FAQ that's hit so many problems, probably before like a large portion of the world has got back to gaming. I know America's big. But I still think even with American events haven't been like huge and there hasn't been the frequency of them. And I know Australia's been playing and New Zealand's been playing. And obviously those are great places to play as well. Of course, um, I'm just saying that like it wasn't everyone playing a lot. Is what I like. Yeah. So it's good that they got this cleared up now, right? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, so that's pretty much it for the main FAQ. But he also did clarify that exploding attacks, like for example, the succubus uh, with whatever all the names of the stupid traits are that got, like, tripled its attacks every time it fought um, mm. doesn't constantly triple its attacks, right? Mm. Uh, I believe that was clarified in the main FAQ as well for the main core rulebook, and I think that was it, so... No, no, yeah, no, so there's some more. Oh, yeah. sorry, go on, so I think the, the exploding attacks thing, as far as I understand it, is, say I have eight attacks, and, and if any I get extra attacks if they don't reach the damage step. I think it's... Mm. So I make eight attacks, and say I miss four of them, and then yeah. I get four more attacks. They can't generate more after that. It's only the first original attacks that can generate attacks. Yes. Unless it's separate, unless it's by a separate rule. But I think that's my understanding of it. I think that's okay. correct. Yeah. Was yeah. there anything else? Sorry, guys. Yeah. So there was a couple of things. Number one about objective secured. Yes. Because uh, they, they, so yeah. they, they did some really weird stuff. Up where, like there were some weird interactions. You know, so you know when we did the Space Marine review, Tom, and I said one of my favorite, and the Necron review, one of my favorite things is the ability to make you be uh, objective insecure. Yeah. So they've now they've uh, they've now changed it so that effectively, if you have like, so basically, there's objective secured, there's double objective secured, 
and then there's objective insecured, right? Yeah. So basically what the argument was, if I stop you having objective secured, uh, but you have yeah. double objective secured... It's like the Necron you... Warriors versus uh, the Dark Angels. Yeah, yeah. You start, yeah. you then have objective... Like, you got objective secured level two, I only knock you down to level one. They've now said no. If you if you feel insecure on your objective, doesn't matter what security you think you have, you're insecure forever. Yeah. That Not makes forever. sense. For that turn. Yeah. Or, like, phase. Well, so, that, 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 time, yeah. that makes yeah, sense. Well, like, yeah. That's okay. Yeah, a great rule. Great change. Yeah, yeah. Again, again, one of what I'm saying, one of those like just does the thing. End conversation. You've got does, this double yeah. ability, which is great. Like, yeah, really big fan of that. Uh the other thing is uh the rules for standing still. Did you mention that? I've heard rules changes for standing still. Yeah, effectively. Um because there are loads of like very small micro interactions for if you count as having stood still. Whether it comes from Deep Strike whether it comes from coming out of a, a disembarkable transport, I think um, uh, there's a couple of other bits, effectively. But like, what counts as having stayed still is, yeah. an, import, is an important yeah, change. Yeah, that was a really nice Oh, it's, it's the that. old discussion about, did a uh, Lehman Russ that didn't move count as moving under half? Stuff like that, exactly. Well, also, there's, actually... oh, also there's a, I think there's a problematic Dark Angel secondary, which Ravenwing have, where... I think if a Ravenwing unit kills a unit and also moves 12 inches, then they score objective points. So what people were doing is just saying, well, my Ravenwing bikes shoot you to death, but they move 12 inches, but they just go uh, from the same spot there and backwards again. So they move, but don't move. And then they're scoring the objective. But I think this clarifies it saying that if any rule says you must move or something like that, then the you have to move say it's 12 inches, you have to move from your spot 12 inches away. Okay. So, yeah. so in that circumstance, that Ravenwing bike unit has to kill the thing, but then also move 12 inches from where it was, which was a, which is a nice uh, yeah. nice clarity to that. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, I think, I think that's really nice. Um, and also, one of the main things is about actions and that you can't do them uh, have after advancing and falling back, even if you count as being stationary. So, uh, so let's say you have it. an ability that lets you fall back, uh, but even if you fall back, it lets you count stationary. Like uh, you still then can't do an action because of it, because you can't do those under that interaction. Yeah. So, like effectively, I think what it's really saying is the rules for standing still apply to weapons only, like and not really the exactly. other interactions that you may wow. necessarily have. So I think that was really nice. And again, so does that mean? So does that mean if I'm deep striking something to retrieve Octarius data? <laughs> I Ross. can't do it when I deep strike. No. Mm. Oh. Makes me sad. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> Although I wasn't doing it yet, anyway. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. Well, that's a positive. So, after, uh, I think that's the end of the um, core rulebook, right? I can't think of anything uh, there's else. There's one more. There's one more. There are, there are uh, some in, there's psychic powers. There's, there's some instances that allow you to choose different uh, psychic laws from different places, uh, specifically artifacts and other things. Oh, okay. That's a clarification then. Yeah. Because in yeah. Grey Knights, you never could do that. Yeah. So there's just a clarification yeah. on where counts for what and how you can pick psychic powers. Again, necessary, I think. Because some of it's just, especially with like, you've got your core book, uh, sorry, like Space Marines, then you've got your uh, supplement, and then you've got like an uh, uh, like something that allows you to take something else. So I just think thumbs. Yeah. Thumbs. Again, I have, it's so pleasant to read that it's all like, do you know what I mean? Some of it I didn't even know was a problem, 
Like, when you're reading it, you think, oh, yeah, I can see why that would have been a problem. Nice. Like, it's good. It never affected me, but I'm happy that that's sorted. So, this is all sunshine, is all I'm trying to say. All sunshine. Yeah, no. Go on then, Tom. What's the next? What do you want to talk about next? So, do, do we want to do like uh, supplements, like Psych Awakenings, or do we want to do codexes? Uh, codexes. Okay. Well, let's start with the big beefer one, okay? Because that's at the top of my list for um for the FAQ thread, and that's Drakari. <sighs> so I can go specifically for there have been four changes effectively with Drakari. Mm-hmm. I'll start with um, the least important one in my view, and that is um. We'll go from the least important to the most important, in my view, okay? So I think the least important of these is that what people were doing was, if you take three patrols for Drakari, they all count as three, right? Mm-hmm. But equally, if your warlord's in a patrol battalion or brigade detachment, you effectively get the cost of that um, of that detachment, right? So you effectively make it free anyway. So, But the way that would work is, um, if I, my warlord's in a patrol, I get two CP, which then covers the cost of the two CP I spent on it. But of course, I'm not spending CP to get the detachment in the first place. So what you'd have is Drakari Army starting the game on 14 CP. Yeah. That's now gone. Um, so if you're um, free patrol detachments, you don't get the patrol refund. I'm just writing this down in the that's another win section. Tick. That's a W. Big yep. W. Big W there. Yep. Tick. Yeah. So the next least important one for me yeah, uh, is the most important one, or the least. I think least it's the least important. important. That's the least important. Oh, wow. um, because the way that you often building Drakari lists anyway didn't necessarily involve lots of stratagems unless you were going for Cult of Strife, which I think a lot. Of, I've already worked out exactly what I want to do with Drakari after this FAQ anyway, because I think Drakari is still fine after this. I don't think they are like as bad, but they're still fine. Yeah, uh, it hasn't killed them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Dras has gone up ten points. Good. So he was 135, now 140. Um, that's <laughs> fine, mainly because he was just like, he was a little on the cheap side. Oh, 145 even, sorry. Um, so he, he's still fine, but I think at that point you probably take a cheap HQ because it's going to cover the cost of other things that's going to come on later, right? Because you really think only 10 points, that 10 points changes the conversation on him? Yes, because you need to find points somewhere else for whatever changes that they made. Okay. So right. the reason you took Drazhar wasn't because he was like mental useful and carried the game for you or was a pivot. It's because he was so efficient. Now that efficiency's kind of called into question a little bit. Um, so you kind of, yeah, I'm not sure. The next uh, most important one, I think, is the change to Dark Technomancers. Oh baby. So, yeah, that's the spot. Nick that's going to be a controversial opinion. So what did you say, Nick? Dark... Sorry. Said so the liquefier. Stonk bubble has burst. It is. I, I still quite like liquefiers, they're just not like overpowered. So effectively what that did was it gave you plus one to wound and damage um with your weapons, but if you roll a one to hit, you take a mortal wound. Of course, liquefier guns as flamers, you don't roll ones to wound to uh, to hit anyway because you're not um rolling to hit because you're a flamer. So that's why it was kind of abusable. Also, you get a lot of shots out of them, right? Um I think that's a good change, just because it, it takes away a lot of the whining about how like oppressive it was. And it was oppressive. There's, n- there's no doubt about it. But I don't think it was primarily the reason why Drakari were winning was because of their damage output, necessarily. And especially... I think, I, I, I think there's been a lot of conversations about it. I think, like, you know, raiders um, and their ability to hide and, and a bunch of other conversations are integral as to the why. But I think, ultimately, uh, the Dark Technomancers was just 
irregardless of the win rate as is, dark technomancers mm-hmm. was just probably a it dumb a rule. Silly. It was a bit oh, yeah, silly, right? Yeah. Uh, which I think is kind of like maybe almost a separate conversation. Nick, do you want to talk to us about what you think's happened in the stonk market uh, with this particular update? You had some thoughts on this earlier. Well, obviously, when games, so Games Workshop, I think uh, we, you know, there was accusations flying around initially when Drakari came out that Games Workshop right were tampering with the stonk market by releasing a MetaWatch article with two well-known 40k players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they had uh, liquefiers using dark technomancer in all of the lists that they showcased, therefore legitimizing the liquefier stock market. So everyone was investing yeah. all their money, heavy selling racks. all their bonds, investing heavily in liquefiers, uh, racks, racks. liquefiers. Yeah, loads of people selling their actual houses to buy, you know, hundreds I of thousands that. of pounds worth I heard of that. liquefiers. Yeah. Well, I heard I know someone sold a kidney. That. Yeah, so yeah, your mate sold a kidney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought Allegedly. it from him at yeah, a yep. pretty good price, but he he, he was able to invest he, that money guns, into yeah. liquefiers. And then, you know, later on down the line, I think maybe a bit of the confidence in the market started to dip a little bit when Chapter Approved was uh, announced, but because we knew it's written six months ago, they're probably not going to touch it. So confidence again in the market rose again. But then Wednesday, bam, out of nowhere, this is probably why they didn't announce it. Mm-hmm. Games Workshop probably Wednesday, probably Wednesday morning, sold all of their liquefier st- stonks mm-hmm. secretly, and then released the FAQ, knew it, knowing that it would plummet. Sounds like you're insider trading on the pandemic again, but okay. They were insider trading on their own stonk market. All right, okay. So crazy, uh, yeah. uh, and then uh, am I right in it. thinking, Nick, that Elon Musk tweeted about liquefier guns? I think he did. He was he was mid. He was he was you know he's invented it. Yeah. <laughs> an actual liquefied gun he's invented it so he's, he's pretty upset that they're now not going to be as popular uh, yeah. thanks to tech priest Foxy who decided to subscribe for the first time on hearing about the, uh, the liquefied bubble hey. uh, appreciate you loads uh, go on Tom uh, I know, I just, I'm just saying the chat saying oh yeah Kronos still have dark technomancers and can use it oh Kronos are going to be really good motherfucker I had to tell one of my players off like who I'm going to be playing a team tournament with in July he is not bringing Kronos to that event why? Like, it, why, why, why? because if you think the reason why Drakari was winning was because of dark technomancers to the point where you literally just take a bunch of Kronos with their stupid dark technomancer flamers then you don't know how to play the game wow. like Oh, I just you were so friendly. If, with the, if you're that the confident stonks. that you're going to go out and buy nine Kronos specifically because of that, it's silly. But reason why I already, ca- Tom, I already bought them. Well, there you are. Then, if you really have them, that's fine. Like no problems. But you're no, not I taking them. I bought them, I, I them yesterday me. after the FAQ. Fine, but we still still, still saw people winning uh, games of 40k with Drakari before the codex even dropped. <laughs> and why did we see that? Oh, look, it's because they actually excel at playing the missions. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, but it's totally because of the damage output, right? Oh, look, you still have a lot of the damage output. You still have 89% hit rate gunboats with 3 plus D3 damage on them. Oh, yeah, that seems reasonable, doesn't it? Yeah, fantastic. That's quite strong, 89%. Is that is that true? Is that the math? 89%? It's, so they hit, they hit on freeze. It's probably not, but they hit on freeze with a reroll because of uh, Cabal of Blackheart. Has anyone got the math on that, please? So it's like 22% on 66, so it's like 88%, right? 88% hit rate. I wouldn't take that risk, Nick. If uh, Nick, if you were going to get on a plane that was only an 88% chance it would make it to the other place you were going, uh, would you get on the plane, yes or no? Mm. What if I told you, Nick, you had six planes? <laughs> how, easy <laughs> is, how easy is it to jump from one to the other? 
In, like free. Okay, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's uh, still that's still probably lower odds than actual plane crashes, but we take that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Or higher, well, higher odds even. Well done, anyway. well, well, well done, Tom. You fucking, See, you've still got, like, you still got saved your own still point fine. there. I was trying to get it's you, fine. but yeah, it's fine. It's just like you've now got the same book that was already winning events, but with a higher damage output. And the only thing that's changed <laughs> is the secondaries have got an FAQ because the chapter approved does nothing, and you uh, have cheaper raiders than you previously had anyway, and you have a higher output and add macro thing. Um, and we've been testing it back anyway. So that brings me on to the most important point. Raiders are up in cost, which okay. I think is the most important thing because that's okay. why Vicario win games. Is this why you wouldn't let us derail you on the other three yeah. points? Because you wanted yeah. to... Okay. All right. Yeah. So why so are Raiders going up points the most important point in your opinion? Because they are what enable you to win the games with Drakari. The fact they have a, a an 11 transport capacity means that you can comfortably get three units in there. Two squads of five and one uh, one character. So now you're going to be putting two squads of five witches, now that racks have changed, and some cheap-ass character in the in the corner of your um, of your boat. Uh, so that means you can just shove them forwards and you've now got a ton of stuff to deal with, especially when that shell is so hard to crack for its points. It's 10 wounds... At toughness six, with four plus armor save and a five plus, you feel no pain. So effectively, you're paying nine point five points for toughness six wound, which is decent. When you're already looking at boy, like orc boys, and you're saying, "Oh, it's toughness five, eight points would be great," and then you add in a good armor save, a good invulnerable save, sixteen inch movement, and the ability to fire a strength, flat, a damage flat free D three weapon with a ex like an insane hit rate and a great movement. It makes it very, very hard to deal with, especially when you're flooding the board with it. Now, you can still pick up Finbar Ranks points, but the idea is that you take the Raiders and just shove them up the board and you say, well, I'm just going to box you in. I'm going to stand everywhere. Oh, look, I've stood object secured on all of your points. And I'm also able to stand wherever I want for whatever secondaries I fancy too. So do you think the points update is... Nick, I'm going to throw it to you first. Tom, come back to me after. Uh, Do you think the points update on the Raiders is enough? Uh, I don't know, but... I'd rather them do a slight incremental change rather than just like whack it up 20, 30 points and Agreed. just nerf it too far. Okay. I think we've said that before. Like cracking Spot up with sledgehammer. Yeah. So, so uh, if, go on. I was just going to ask sorry. about because you, you wanted to make a point about uh, <laughs> rhinos. You tipped it in earlier. But how do you feel raiders really, like at their points cost, really compared to some of the other transports that we get in the game? The fly keyword, the fly keyword is insane, especially when you have access to a stratagem that allows you to just get over whatever you want. Um, then they also have a better damage output than rhinos. They have better transport capacity than rhinos, and more durable than rhinos. Courtesy of the invulnerable save, Cobbok with their armor save as well. Um, yeah, they're really, really good. I've got, yeah, I've got they're, they're so they're, it does it does as a as a as a chaos marine or death guard or chaos marine mm-hmm. player. I use quite a lot of rhinos. What well, I like to use rhinos on my list. Um, it does. It does make me a little bit jealous when you look at the Raider, what it can do for its points cost. Yeah. And I think yeah. Jim, Jim in the chat said a minute ago that all transport should be 6 and 11. I kind of agree with that because uh, the, one of the, the one of the things I'm most jealous about the Raider is its 11 transport capacity because you can have a unit of five, two units, five or unit 10 and a character. Whereas initially when Death Guard came out and I was looking at lists, like I mentioned earlier, I was running unit of 10 in a Rhino. And maybe it's just that niche situation, but because of the changes that they made to Plague Marine units, where you're limited on what weapons you can take based on the number, so you want two cleavers, but you have to have mm. ten. That means yeah. you can't put a supporting character with them in a Rhino. So if you want to put a supporting character with them, like a Plague Surgeon or whatever, if you want that unit to be more resilient when it gets out, or a Lord, if you want to do that, um, you you make a sacrifice of going down to nine models, and then you lose all your double uh, or your special weapons 
which yeah. is really frustrating. Whereas if a rhino was 11 capacity, you could have the toys that you wanted in there and the supporting character, which would yeah. be so amazing. Um, but then maybe can you compare raiders and rhinos because they're in a different codex and the codexes work slightly differently? I don't know. It depends on what they're enabling, right? Whereas the, uh, the rhino is kind of more enabling tool, the raiders are more a tool that allows you to actually push games by themselves. They well, are. Can I can I talk about the the two transports? All things not being equal, but understandably yeah. different because yeah. of like the law. I was always pissed about trucks. Like, why trucks you... weren't like why trucks weren't like thirty points? Do you know what I mean? Like, and I know that there's a point value where you just spam them and you block up board space and you just be a dick about it. Like, I get that. Like, I do. But like, or like, you know, you take ten orc boys, you just get a free truck with it. So like, it's like key alert word locked into the board of the truck or whatever the fuck. But like, I was just livid that I didn't pay that much less for something that was that much worse. That like, mm-hmm. do, do you know what I mean? Like, it was it was always yeah. that kind of like, um, uh, like it was always that thing is what I'm gonna say. And like, and I think yeah. that that spreads across between that and then like a transport that's minus one to hit flies and moves a billion inches and it's on a tiny footprint you're just like fuck what am i doing here like that's the only that's my only thoughts about it and the kind of raider situation because i get it it's meant to be like an elite unit like it's elite it's not trash it's not just something some orc boys found somewhere so it's elite mm-hmm. um but i think the i think it could probably got like a few more points i'm gonna say five or ten more i think would have been okay but maybe i'll get shouted down are the weapon are the weapon on options on it free or um like zero good point? question i have to check because i always just take dark lances so it's difficult yeah, so with the dark lancer and i think a lot of people take the grizzly trophies don't they the minus one leadership buff so that's five points yeah. that would make it you don't have to take that though you can, you can yeah. shave points off there right it's about trying to find 60 points in your list necessarily right but i think one of the things that people often overlook about like transport comparisons is the shape as well having a, uh, spent a lot of time playing age of sigma recently you can really appreciate the I've got to stay outside of three inches of view difference, right? Big and when you're it. driving like a literal box around the board, it's like, oh, well, I've got to be an in- out of an inch here and out of an inch here. I've got to go all the way around. Meanwhile, I'm like driving this slender thing with a fly keyword and just putting it sideways wherever I want it to go. The massive difference, man. Massive difference. difference. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Absolutely. Okay. I, I understand. And I agree with you. All right. So that's Drukari. Um, uh, so that's interesting where do you want to go next so the next thing I had in my thread was the blood of Baal I believe but that's that's not massive so the blood of Baal is one of the uh, psychic awakenings that had tyranids in it if you remember that one it's only one big FAQ in there that I could see and that was symbiotic devastation which I believe the psychic power that allows you to explode hits on sixes Um, and then you put an exocrine they get plus one to hit so they explode on fives uh, you can't cast that. That doesn't work on units that have advanced. There okay. you are. That's right. pretty simple. Um, and they also put the points up. Um, uh, this is in chapter approved, though, not the FAQ. Uh, mm. But they, they just unnecessarily targeted a bit of Blood Angels <laughs> for no reason. Mm. No one was particularly pushing the boat. That's a six-month... That's literally one YouTube video from six months ago causing that entire... Uh, Wait, what, like, what have they put points up of, sorry? Uh, of Sanguinary Guard. Okay. Fuck. Because because at that point they were at that point they were oh. almost broken in quotation marks. They were never broken. They were just listening to Stephen on that one, I think, mate, because he plays Blood Angels. I think they were listening to Brian from Tabletop Titans. So, 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 so Tom muted his microphone. Uh, Nick, uh. 
My microphone isn't muted. I'm just muttering under my breath. Like, oh. I, I know that. Like uh, the um, uh, yeah. <laughs> the point you were making, Nick, was uh, that like uh, uh, were you? I don't know if you were. Uh, but Blood Angels going up, it just seems like maybe a little less. I mean, does it matter? It's a small points change, but yeah, it, fuck, it fucks up. my ass a bit because I've been painting them and now they're fucking worse. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Gitley's list went up by 63 points and Nurgle Matthew loves it, uh, which is great. Uh, all right, so can we do Necrons? Uh, did we change anything about Necrons? Yeah. I don't think we were, I didn't, yeah. yeah. What, what, what I know one Necrons? thing. Um, I think King, it was just a minor change to Silent King, yeah. Yeah. They just said, uh, yes, it would be a Cesarek detachment, but because he's a Dynastic agent, he doesn't get the, the code. So... Basically, so it, if he's in a supreme, if he's in a detachment, Parker, oh you, you explain it, Rob. I've only just got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, to be clear, I'll read it into, in easier words. The unit still does not gain access to the dynastic trait, it, hmm. as it's a dynastic agent. Oh, but the I detachment remember this. still counts as being Cesarikan. Okay. What are we saying? Cesarikan. 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 Yeah, it basically means you can't take Which, the Silent King in a Novok detachment. Yeah, and therefore you can... Act, but it does mean you can access the Sazrakan... Sazrakan? Sazrakan. Stratagem. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the only thing. Okay. Not huge, no, but a little bit. It's, it's a thing that they put in the FAQ, yes. Okay, what's the next one, Tom? Go on, you go. So the next one that I've got, we've done Blood of Bile. Next one is Space Marines. Ooh. Um, they, there are two points here. Firstly, Space Wolves Venerable Dreadnoughts can take heavy flamers instead of heavy bo- of storm ballers. Ooh, that's big. That's interesting. Yeah. Really big. And there's also some question about guerrilla tactics, about not being able to go in and out of reserve on the same turn, or out and in and of reserve on the same turn. What's the what's the word in? I it it wasn't important enough for me to care. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Guerrilla Tactics is a Reaver thing, and because yeah. it is a Reaver unit thing, I did not care. Uh, so it was specifically. I'll read it out to you. Uh, Guerrilla Tactics strategy, previously due to the way it was worded, allows you to come back in from strategic reserves the same phase you entered it, as long as you used it during the move unit's step. Turns out that Phobos Marines are sneaky and speedy. Blah blah blah. Um, so this reduces the amount of scramblers. Uh, sorry rod uh utility that you can get from a single phobos unit so you don't get as much application of scramblers from guerrilla tactics however with admech you still can make a unit of flying petra uh, petari oh, whatever however you say it the flying boys petari sky stalkers yeah immune Star- to uh anything immune from the world basically brilliant yeah so. Uh, so that's the thing but hopefully they'll get faq as well because now we don't yeah. know. Now it is Although, Wednesday. It's one of those things where the Admet Codex is dropped and it... Oh, wait, is this a thing of a new Admet Codex? Yeah, new Admet Codex. Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay. Yeah. So it's a one, PC, one CP stratagem to, uh, at the end of the shooting phase, uh, to take the, uh, take the unit and then put it back into ongoing reserves. Which means you can land, do an action, and then fuck off. Not bad. Makes uh, sense. And do an action, fuck off. Yeah, it makes you immortal, basically. So that's fun. Uh, Unless... No, but there is counterplay. Games which must have clearly thought of that. What if you deep strike within or spec scan range of a Space Marine unit? Then you can shoot them, Nick. Yeah. So, so as long as your army has access to something like an orc spec stratagem, 
you're fine. Otherwise, not fine. But that's okay. Just uh, get get better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Okay, Tom. What's the, on, next on your list? Uh. Right. So the next one on my list is I think it's Chaos Space Marines, mate. Oh. I think it's Chaos Space Marines. Are Do you we need prepared? to hold our hats? Uh, you always hold your hats. Oh no, it's we'll do. Yeah, we'll do Chaos Space Marines first. Okay. Change the heretic Astartes keyword to uh, legion uh, in all instances. So that's choice of legion rather than it just being legion as a word. So that's like word bearers, world ears, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Warp time is now only castable on legion units. So if you're Magnus, you can only cast warp time on Thousand Suns units. If you are a word bearers sorcerer, you can only cast warp time on word bearers units. Mm-hmm. And if you are a Death Guard player, you don't get warp time at all. Okay, yeah. Nick, as someone who's used warp time a lot, talk to me. Talk to me how you feel. Um, I'm okay with it because I used it a lot in the past. It was a load of fun while it lasted, but uh, it kind of propped up Chaos Space Means, I feel, throughout most of 8th warp. Just, you had like one play. You build a list around <laughs> having warp time. Agreed. I'm going to warp time this across the board, and that's what I'm going to do every game or every turn. And um, and it it being Super Bowl, I guess again propped up maybe the Chaos Faction, but I'm 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 okay with it being more Legion specific now. It's more thematic, like like uh, Eighth Edition. What I did with warp time was I had uh, Renegade Corn Berserkers that could run and charge, so I'd get them out of Rhino. Uh, move six plus d6, then warp time. I'm going to six plus d6, and then charge with a reroll. So they'd be going all the way across the board in turn one with a mm-hmm. warp time, and they'd be, you know, it's a corn unit having a zinch psychic spell cast on it, which is completely against uh, the narrative because um, corn doesn't like magic. And it was just kind of a bit of a janky thing. I enjoyed playing it because it was a bit weird and janky, but I'm not upset that it's going away because I've, I've this edition is more encouraging people to be have a more mono codex build, which I'm all for. So limiting it to specific your own faction, I think, is okay with me. Yeah, I'm with Shadow Son in the chat who says I'm still shocked what time didn't change sooner. I agree. Yeah, I like you're right. Agreed. I feel like it propped it up weird. an entire army, maybe well, an entire I don't know what you call it, like side of the board for a whole edition, yeah. um, and is a dumb psychic power like like for to be only locked to like x people i guess i don't know um but i think also like because everything had to be pointed like it could one time move twice as far mm, yeah so yeah um which i don't know what like, makes maybe, balance a bit easier i think so as well and that's why maybe we saw the riptide one point change just to kind yeah, of like that... <laughs> so you can yeah, stop cycling across the board yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, just because obviously the Riptides kind of like were there on the tabletop to stop that somehow for some reason. And so like yeah. taking it out, like, you know, you know what I mean? It's not as good now. The Riptide counter to warp time is what I'm saying. Mm, mm, just looking mm, for that one point justification is where I'm at. I mean, we're trying to find reasons for it, right? It's just a bit. Okay, then. Fair enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I bet so, we can just get the two left after that one. Yeah, so how do you feel about uh, Tom? It's a great point from Jim in the chat. How would you feel if the Eldari like faction basically lost its access to things like um, Twilight Pathways, Quicken, and I guess Fire and Fade? Uh, also, probably um, throw that in there as well. As well. I mean, we've always had kind of movement mechanics like that. Even like Warp Spiders back in the day, flicker jumping after they shoot, right? So there's always been something in there. 
uh, which means uh, Twilight Pathways I care less about because I feel like it's a bit weird for Harlequins anyway. The rest of the Craftworld Adari stuff, I think we're okay because Daddy Phil still works there and he'll keep us safe. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fair. And Nick, <laughs> how do you feel about it? Um, well, as long as I think it's fine. I think it's fine as long as it's uh, comparable to Warp Time. If if Warp Time is locked into your particular Legion, then as long as those things are also locked into their particular faction, who the fact psych is from, then that's how that's how I'd like it to be. Okay, fair enough. All right, that's good. Uh, okay, uh, what's next? Oh, Warp time being gone. I I feel like it's a positive because I feel like no matter what happens, Chaos Marines need help anyway. They need a new codex. Um, they need to yeah. piece. So like, sure. I think we could do with some stuff, and also we've got so many like different rules all over the place. I think we could do with them just all being like collaborated into one yeah. place, right? Yeah. It's such a vast faction. Also, Mortarian is turning into like the new Gene Stealer cult with the amount of punishment that this guy takes. So, he's taking a lot. Uh, while we're on chaos, we can go for Death Guard. Uh, you've got one change. You can legally take Typhus now. Well, two changes really, because also ah, because okay, of sure. because of the wording on forests or difficult terrain, you can move over it now. You can. That's true. Yeah. So, can you? Yeah. Because I, I thought about that, but then it's because uh, it's modifying your movement characteristic. Is the so they've know. changed they've changed what difficult terrain does to it modifies your movement characteristic. Yes. Okay. So and the Death Guard relentless advance says you you ignore any modifiers to your movement characteristic. Is that correct? There you go. That's their way around. Wonderful. It. So Brilliant. we, we take so, it away from us and then we're back. So last yeah. night at my game with my Death Guard, we had two bits of difficult terrain in the middle of the board and I spent three or four turns walking through it at three inches <laughs> a turn. <laughs> Un blissfully unaware that this FAQ uh, uh, was in, a, in, a, in effect. So, to be fair though, well, if you're so one of the sorts of people who's probably blissfully unaware anyway, you probably were blissfully unaware of the 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 ruling last time from the Death Guard FAQ, like because I feel the vast majority of people this doesn't even apply to. Like they'll just say to their yeah. mate, "Hey, it says I can kind of ignore movement stuff," and they're like, "Yeah, that's a forest. I, like you ignore that. Makes that's sense. fine. That yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Whatever." Um, thanks, Gebs, for resubscribing. So, like, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, that makes personally a fan. That's good. Tom, what what's next, my love? Okay, we've got one more left. Oh. One more left. It's the Forge World Compendium. Okay. It's got a couple of things in it. Not too much that's important. There have mainly been a few keyword updates, so that's specifically things like Death Guard and Drakari, uh, to make it match with their new codices, okay? Yeah. Um, also, Brayalf Ashmantle got mentioned. I thought, you know, let, nice. you, let you guys know. I'm a big fan. And then, uh, finally, the Death, Gu uh, Death Rider Command Squad uh, for uh, the Death Guard of Krieg Cavalry has been moved to Elites. Rather than HQ, I believe. Okay. Which uh, changes the dynamic of the uh, Death Corps and um, Custodes lists that you're often seeing lying around. Yeah, I think it has. I think it has a marked effect, specifically on the Krieg. Yeah. One. I think they were just yeah. mainly triggered that so many people were printing themselves Krieg armies and, and running them. <laughs> I think that was the main point of the FAQ. Yeah. Was... To be fair, like it is Forge World, and they have it, they did design the models, and when you're like literally making copies, it's like it can't be nice. Yeah, okay. So there was also some clarity, I don't know if you saw, on Demon Summoning, specifically. Oh, was there? I didn't see that. Okay. What have you yeah. got? Summoning no longer breaks army faction bonuses, i.e. contagions. A long-worded uh, post several months ago I saw about, like, 
the hows and the whys and the what fors. Um, uh, effectively, you're able to uh, you're able to you're able to summon in an army, yeah, and it won't bro it won't break your faction bonuses because they're not from it. Does that make sense? Oh right, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, yeah. because like you would be summoning something after, from yeah. outside of your faction, and therefore it would like no longer apply. For instance, like contagions. So that's gone now. So you are able to do it, which is cool. I think demons being on the board anyway. Like I don't love free summoning in Age of Sigmar, but weirdly it kind of works. Like, I guess, yeah. I guess the free summoning works, but I don't think it's ever balanced because each army has a weird and wacky different way to yeah. earn those summoning points. So I mm. don't know if you can. I don't know if it, I mean points are hard enough to balance anyway. And are they ever, can you ever really balance them? Um, yeah. And those kind of mechanics, I think, are even harder to balance. So I wouldn't like to see that come into 40k. Um, I'm happy with you having to pay for them. Yeah, I, but I wouldn't mind there being, like, an additional spawn. Like, I'm not saying, like, whole army. Yeah, I guess, yeah, if you, if I, I, I'd be in favour of rules, like, you turn that character into a spawn. You've earned, you've earned that spawn. Like, 23 point spawn isn't going to do a lot. Uh, particularly yeah. if the thing is hard to do. You've got to go over there, you've got to kill that character, and then use a CP to turn into a spawn. I'd be happy yeah. with that being free, and they can yeah, write that into the strategy. Yeah, like, you just say, like, well, of course else. I murdered something, it's a spawn, 23 points, what difference does that make? And then next off, it's like, yeah, but of course you just recycle that GCL cult unit, like, it's kind of a, another one out of the sewers. It's only 100 points, and all of a sudden, Nick, thousands of fucking Seraphon. The numbers are getting bigger. Fucking, the numbers are getting bigger, and you lose your freaking mind um so but like i don't know chaos seems to make sense with demon summoning like it feels like it's a law bit that's missing from the game mm -hmm. in some ways like i don't know if you've what if there was like what if chaos had some sort of like uh action you know obsessed with these actions what like uh <laughs> summoning a demon could be an action yeah, it could be. It You've could got be. to yeah, go like... to a summoning circle, start an action, complete it your next command phase, and you get. A... What if it had no in-game no. effect? If, like you effectively like you summon a demon. That's your secondary. Then you just put a spawn, and it doesn't like you can't use it. It's just immobile, like or whatever. It's just a spawn that's there. But that's kind of like the thing that you do, and you don't even have to put a spawn down because you say oh, I've summoned a spawn, but I'm not putting one down because why would you? But like the secondary is like summon a spawn. So if you're really into it, you're like. Fucking put a little spawn down, <laughs> like, and it's a cool little fun narrative bit, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Um, all right. Uh, uh, all right. So yeah, always fight first rules now. Cancel out eligible. Uh, uh, cancel out against not eligible rules. Um, is something that that's a core rules thing specifically to do with Sinesh, I think, and Quicksilver Swiftness. Mm -hmm. So that's in there. The um. I think that there's a change to the drop claw, Dreadclaw and the Charybdis drop pods, specifically. Mm. And well, I'll nah. quote, you now, two massive changes to the drop pods in the Imperial Armor Compendium FAQ. One, you now okay. measure to the base or the hull, whichever is closer when measuring distances to and from these drop pods. In addition, when oh, arriving by a drop addition. pod assault, yep. Any units disembarked within the drop pods can now immediately get out when they set up to be more than nine inches away from enemy models. So you can now use a model that's rarely seen the table other than cool narrative games. And you can basically, Chaos have got access to the drill. But it's not a drill, it's a claw. Drill another claw. 
It's also like 200 points. I'm not saying it's a good option. <laughs> it's an option. Don't fucking rain on my parade. But it's back in the ring. It's back in the ring. Yeah, that's all it is. Soon, Rob. Yeah, it's the ex that you hate. Yeah, she messages you, say, I'm single again. And you're like, like, I get that you're back. <laughs> well, I, I like want... it, but it's yeah. an option. It's an option I shouldn't take. Ex, that's a... All right. Huh? Oh, not about You know what I mean. Yeah, like, I know. Tell yourself the one you don't text at 3 a.m. You just like, don't that's... do it. <laughs> don't do it. I know. Okay, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, I don't hate anyone, of course, of course, apart from whoever wrote the chapter approval. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> whoever renamed Scramblers. You knew it was coming. Yeah, whoever renamed Scramblers to Rod. Do you know what? They're probably a genius. Is it called Rod now? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's what we're calling yeah. it, yeah. Activate Rod. Okay, fine. Uh, right. Other changes that I think I've seen... Um... Uh, the the thing for falling back um, is a little bit useful for Tau, but not useful enough. So what was the thing about falling back? Sorry, Rob, can you clarify that's from, that? That's from the core rules, buddy. Ah, uh, um, okay. Fair play. Uh, uh, so uh, that helps them. Um, and then I think that's everything else. Yeah, I think unless we've missed everyone, Twitch chat, hit me up just to chat. Truly yours, your biggest fan, Jim. Uh, hilarious bit of uh, memory there. Uh, yeah, so... Let's do, we don't do this enough, uh, because we've done this before. We're going to give them a score out of 10 for internal and external parity, which is what we've, we've done previously uh, until the FAQs were just so insane. All we did was scream like rabid children into the night, hungry for any joy. Now, I feel like we've actually analyzing something done well. So, Nick, Tom, Twitch chat, internal parity of books. Do you think that they've done much with the FAQ? Because there should be two things they're trying to achieve, right? They should be trying to achieve that more units are usable in each codex. Should be something mm-hmm. they're trying to achieve. The follow-up yep. is they should be trying to make each book have an equal-ish chance to be each other book, roughly. Yeah? So internal, external parity. Nick, how do you feel, uh, out of 10, how do you feel about the internal parity? Do you think the internal parity has changed much, or if at all, on many of the books? Um, not really, no. Maybe uh, maybe the big ones like Drakari, maybe that's got a bit better. But mm-hmm. things like uh, like I'm thinking about Death Guard, the, the couple of changes they've had, you can walk through trees and you can take Typhus now. That's obviously opened up more Typhus builds. Um, but I don't think it's made stuff like Plague Marines. They've not made stuff like Plague Marines better. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so not in that case. Um, ne- other one, other one, other army I played Necrons. I don't think this FAQ has done a load to change them. Obviously, they've they've brought Immortals down, but I still think Warriors are better, uh, mm-hmm. even if Immortals are cheaper. So. That include, are we including chapter approved in this? Sorry, Rob. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, okay, uh, Tom, where are you at? Thanks, Nick. I think, I think we've done a lot of good stuff for internal parity specifically because I think if you look at all the codexes, then I don't think there is a single codex where you'll find fewer units that are usable than you will find more units that are usable, right? Mm-hmm. 
like for example Drakari, obviously more units are usable now because you're having to think about what I'm going to take instead of Drazhal. Maybe I drop him, get some cheaper KHQs in there. You know what I mean? Maybe I take some Venoms. Maybe I take something that isn't Rax. Rax aren't necessarily dead, but I think you might see a lot more witches as well uh, Chaos going Space into Marines. factions. Chaos Space um, Marines. I think that now that you've not relying on the warp time crutch, now the book itself is weaker externally, but it also means that there are more obvious choices in that book, and I think you'll see a lot more experimentation. Yeah. Um, so for external parity, I I, I think they brought down. So for, well, I'll talk about internal in a second. External, yeah. I think they brought a couple of books down. Uh, one in the example of Drakari, where doing so, I think elevates a lot of other books and gives them more options. Mm-hmm. But another one in the example of Care Space Marines, where you're sacrificing that external parity a bit for some more internal parity. Because just because they're forcing you, just to, because you're forcing you to not use. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's exactly. some shadow stuff in there. Like, like I, th- I personally think the, the the insecure objectives is a bit of a a bit of a double. Br- like, I think that's like that's stronger than maybe it initially seems. And also, the changes to like strike first, strike last kind of makes you have to like truly assess which books. Like, I think I think Death Guard are better because of that because they've got the double combo because they can yeah. give you strikes last and strike first in auras. I think, um, and so they're like crazy strong. And uh, yeah. like, I think that's a positive there. So, um, and I think the insecure objectives thing is is really funny, just because of its name mainly, but also because like like obsecs are obnoxious, and also like there might be some play. You might be looking at the units that can take obsec away and saying to yourself, Do you know what? Maybe that's something to think about. Like maybe that's something I could look at, like and stick that in my list for eighty points. Because what's a reaver captain? Eighty points, maybe. Um, uh, I, I didn't even know it was a unit. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> well, you can take it. There's a there's a there's a oh, reaver yeah, Phobos, character. Phobos captain. Phobos yeah, Phobos captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he has the reaver keyword though. I think he does. I think you can use the strat off him. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think maybe I think you can't. A... Maybe you, I'm wrong. But you can't. You also do it on the not the technomancer. Is it? Yeah. Pla. I think it might be the plasmancer. Is it? Is it? The... No. One what's the, the time one? The technomancer. Uh. Anyway. uh... Yes, but my point is, is there might be some options there. So I think actually, weirdly, the internal parity is a little bit better, but I don't think that they markedly attempted to do that with this FAQ. I think they actually tried to answer questions and bring clarity, which just had like a subsidiary effect. You know, like Alexander the Great. You know, he didn't intend to bring civilization to the world. He just loved a good conquer. Um, so it was an incidental effect as opposed to the intent of what he was up to. Yes, Tom, that's spot on. How dare you? Yeah. And he inherited his dad's <laughs> army. How's that great? How's that great? With a small with a small inheritance of 800 phalanx men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With I a small inheritance of, of, of an entire fighting system men. developed by Philip II of Macedon. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone's like, he's a great. I'm like, I mean... If I, someone gave me that amount of fucking, he's he's still not he's still not the uh, most unreasonable recipient of the 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 great title. By the way, okay. shout out to Theodosius. <laughs> We're gonna go deep into that show another day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love, love today's show. It's been great. You guys are great. Um, so yeah, my point is is I don't think they intended any particular internal parity buff. So I'm gonna give them a five. Because there was no intent behind creating internal parity increase, but um, they did actually achieve that. Like, so I'm just going to go for five. And what have you given it for internal? Nick, have you given me an internal? Six. Okay, Tom. 
I'm going to seven for internal. Okay. I'm a five for external. So I'm going to buff it to a six for internal because it's unintentional, but I think they did change the internal parity in a positive way. I'm going to argue. Uh, external parity, Nick, what's your number outside? Uh, three. Ooh, okay, that's fair. Do you, do you th- does that mean it's like, it's five, like, they five they've just averaged it or like zero mm. they've just averaged it and three they've improved yeah, five, it five is the average so three this is pretty low score you, sh- you should be aiming for a five at least okay all right fair fair and, and tom that's, you gave it a, what did you that's just it? not making it worse yeah yeah i gave that a five for external and uh, seven for internal oh so what did they do they made it so like always strikes first always strikes last stuff like they I mean, You're they're right. releasing Admech in, in line, though. So, like, they're just going to go and ruffle stomp on top of where Jukari is now, right? Um, uh, maybe. Uh, well, I'll have to see how that does as it comes through. I guess. All right, fair enough. Okay, I'll give it a six. I'm going to say, though, we've reviewed a lot of these FAQs. Um, a lot. A lot of these since the beginning. And you guys haven't joined us since the beginning. Like, some of these FAQs have been awful. Like... <laughs> like game not breakingly game breakingly awful. Like the second FAQ for 40k from eighth edition was maybe the dumbest thing since ah, I mean the yeah. eight videos thing the eight things I like for AOS video is now the best yeah. worst thing they've ever done. Go on, Nick. Oh, an FA an FAQ shouldn't raise thing. more questions than it answers. So <laughs> previous FAQs like made you go, why the hell have you done that? And then what the fuck? Whereas these re- more recent FAQs like this one is kind of like, you know, they're, they're like, like the FAQ yesterday that they've legitimately answered well some questions and clarified things, which is what you want from an FAQ, not yeah. why the hell did you change fly to do work that way? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, w- I'm with it. So like more power to the 40K team not the chapter approved people. We don't like your terrible. <laughs> go back to the, where, go like wherever you came from under. Go back bridge. to AOS, please. Get back in that hot tub of goop. Yeah. And think about what you've done. Yeah. Keep, go back to Necromunda rules or whatever the hell you've been writing forever. Yeah. Hey Get guys, there's to... this great game called uh, Warhammer Underworlds. I recommend. <laughs> yeah. You guys <laughs> go work on that. And uh, then the FAQ team, whoever you oh. are, mysterious, mysterious, uh, mysterious people, uh, continue on doing great work. Yeah. <laughs> continue yeah. On. If it turns out to be the same people, it's just going to be very awkward. Just some bipolar, like the cinema bin guy, the same person like Gollum. Have you seen the film Split? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, Nick knows what I'm about. Yeah, like uh, a, a good exploration of uh, of multiple personality disorder. MPD. Okay. Uh, in no yeah. way, in no way, is there a suggestion by the Honest Wargamer or or affiliates that uh, the Forty K Rules team in any way has a split style uh, um, power that you get for like from the film split. <coughs> We're not suggesting that, are we? No, they're more glass, aren't they? <laughs> Mister Glass. <laughs> I love that film too. All right, uh, can we can we end on a high? Because uh, well, I mean, that's already a high. Very rare, but there's another high in the works. Is that? Yeah. There is when I finished this, mate. Holy this, moly. This spice comes directly from nice. the land of mushrooms. And it oh, is yeah. orc boys that are T motherfucking five. 
toughness. Oh, I forgot about this, didn't I? Yeah. Five. I mean, there's also we'll talk about this in line, but toughness five. Only one wound, but toughness five. And Nick and Tom had some great points. Nick, you and me initially thought not two wounds. What the frick? Yeah, I was like, what? The super tough. I want, I want more wounds. For my book. Yeah, me too. I was like, more numbers, more all the day. But then Tom pointed out. Oh, but sorry, I thought you were continuing there. I thought you'd frozen. Uh, but uh, to, in an environment full of liquefier guns, T5 is actually better. Unfortunately, the liquefier guns have since been nerfed, so I now need to rethink my, my is, position. What do you mean specifically by liquefier guns? Oh, right, okay. So an environment where your damage to RBRs anyway, the two wounds doesn't really matter, whereas a minus one to wound is actually more valuable. There you go. Which means that your T5 is cheaper than a two wound T5. Yeah. And so, Nick, did that change your opinion? And how did you feel? Mm, I don't think it changed my opinion. I think, mate, because I feel like lots of anti-horde guns generally tend to be medium strength, medium to low strength and damage one. So I think a horde would survive better against that with two wounds. Um, Whereas, uh, like, if we're looking at damage two weapons, they're more, more high quality shots and low numbers which orcs can survive against because they've got more numbers. So um, I'm not I'm not settled on the debate well, that's yet. That's fine. You're all good. You're fine. Okay. Well, I, okay. All right. Okay. If you're not settled on the debate, I am convinced. Super excited about orc boys at T5. <laughs> Following up on this, this is orc boys, don't forget, T5. Snagger boys, strength five. Strength five and six of Invan. For probably the same amount of points, suspiciously. Probably <laughs> for the same amount of points. Nick, why is that a problem that the same amount of points? Um, because this is like the old Marines, Primaris Marines thing, where they're invalidating old models without saying you can't take them anymore. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So, like, also, this new what... model is way better than your current model, but the same points. But. What do you think the what do you think the chances are that any stratagems in any way relate to orc boys, or they only relate relate to snagger boys? What yeah, the orc, a, boy, the orc boys might have like one, but there'll be yeah, there'll be at least there'll be like warlord traits and uh, relics and upgrades and stratagems and everything that we'd be specifically targeting uh, snagger the snagger keyword or whatever their keyword is. Definitely, because like, look at the marine codexes of old. When as soon as Primaris came out, like, you know, Primaris vehicles can't uh, can't take uh, firstborn, etc. And like all all the new strats are all like Primaris linked. So we're, pro- we're probably going to see that with the orcs, which is a bit frustrating. Okay, yeah, Mac for that. They can take your firstborn. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Tom, how do you feel about uh, the Snagger boys uh, being strength five and a six up invert? So just think about Orc Boys, but Strength 5, Tussum 5, 6 up in fun now. Probably for the same points as you would pay for Orc Boys last time. I'll wait, in, I'll wait until I see the points. I'll wait okay. until I see the points. Okay. What, have you got any thoughts about what sort of range you'd like those points to be? I'd like the boys to be somewhere below um, equal to or below 9 points. Um, okay. And I'd need the Snagger Boys to be 10 or lower. Ooh, okay. Lots to take in there. All right. Personally, I'm very excited. And I think I'm with Nick. I think they're just basically going to invalidate Orc Boys and make Snagger Boys the way better boys like end up because they've got plus one strength and plus one toughness. But they've all got choppers. 
That's right, choppers. AP minus AP one on the place, by the way. Yeah. Minus one on the choppers. Yeah, That's huge. Tom, how do you feel about that? Good. I like it. It might make me take my arms back off my boys again and put choppers on them. Put them choppers, no shooters. Yeah, yeah. No, it probably won't, but we'll give it a try. Nick, what, how are you feeling about it? That AP1 is going to be big. feel really good. feel really, really good about that. Are you, are you feeling happy. like there might be like a stratagem to just give them an extra AP1 combat round? No, I, th- become... I think they'll just be... They'll be, uh, if you roll a six to wound, it's AP3. Mm. There'll be something like that, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Some of the slight Necrons right now with certain strats. I'm... Or, I, I'm... Trickens. I'm really positive the changes for Orc Boys specifically. Because I, I feel like or, or Slagger Boys is really what I think of as Orc Boys now. We're just going to have to get used to it and just just go with the go with the flow and all just not get sad. Um, Night Gossie, Night Gossie, big love to you. Yeah, I'm just going to say that like personally, I think it's like they're nice. I hated that it was the six-up save when I saw it. And then I was like, oh, okay, they're Slagger Boys, which will be the next ones. They'll be that six-up in front. So you'll always get that six-up, which I think is quite nice. Toughness 5 is nice as well. And I think just generally your Orc army will be tankier, um, which is nice. Because sometimes, you know when you ran those boys, it just it just felt like you were just lifting them. It was like like whatever they shot at them, they were just mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I just feel like that like there's some more, like they'll feel beefier and I want them yeah. to feel beefier. Yeah, Le- Leicester yeah. will get to the, arm- yeah, to the armor save round. Yeah, and then and then yeah. also that AP one, they'll feel choppier as well. So I like, I just think great changes overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks to so- Nogal Matthew for donating two gift subscriptions to the oh, chat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so and that's the orc boy change. So do you do you feel confident about the orcs now? Oh, oh, sorry, I forgot about that. Toughness three grots. The grots have gone up. Oh, I forgot about well. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty decent. Yeah, it means maybe my three hundred orc uh, grot list will finally work. 300 crops. Yeah. I think it uh, brings them in like because they're five points now, and that's like the minimum, isn't it, for a model? Five points. That's pretty much the standard now. So it brings them in line with everything else that's five points, like cultists and, well, not poxwalkers, but like the cultist and pure guard stat line. They're like strength three, toughness three. So it brings them in line with that, I think, which is yeah. fair. And also good, I think, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, personally, huge fan. Huge fan of the Orc Boy changes. I just want everyone to be crystal clear on that. So I, I'm hype. Um, uh, and then, so that's probably the most successful Spy Center show ever. Um, orcs are out and they're brilliant. And a good F- FAQ. And a good FAQ. Yeah, yeah. Sure. The most positive one, yeah. The most positive one. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know what this feeling I have in my stomach is. Is this. Is hope? this happiness? <laughs> <laughs> Now you just need a really place. big poo. <laughs> do you not feel like you're you've both been done this as long as I have? Do you not feel like this feels like a marked change today? Or do you not? Do you think yes. I'm bigging it up too much? Yeah, I feel like the way they handled the Dracari change was really nice, and it was okay. good to see Games Workshop do that. Okay, Nick, mm-hmm. you got any thoughts, vibes on that one? Last question. No, similar to Tom. I think it. Yeah, they've not. They've not seen a problem and rashly made a weird decision, <laughs> like we re- like we rash- like we made uh, refer- referenced earlier that that weird FAQ where charging like from the top of a building and stuff like that was like a bit of a thing, and they made a weird change uh, that wrecked other stuff and had it was... more far-reaching implications. Whereas these changes seem more considered and more more of a lighter touch, 
in the right place. It was Smash Captains, right? They were like, we yeah. don't know how to nerf Smash Captains, so no one can fly and charge. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> like... <laughs> Fuck you, Harlequins. <laughs> Fuck you, everyone. Like, yeah. it was such a wild time. Uh, thank you to QB Buzz for donating 100 bits to the show. What if we drop Gloomspike Gits into 40k? Grots with Gazzy. <laughs> I'm into that. I think we're going right. to see more orc, orc models as well, right? We're going to be very poor. We're going to what, sorry? We're going to see a lot of orc models. You can't just drop a few squig boys and then just leave it. Nah, it's so, going to be so, loads, right? Yeah. Loads. So... Have you got maybe not this wave, but maybe there's a second wave. But, but we'll invalidate Dan's limited edition codex or something. I don't know. Well, I think it'll be the Snagger Boy box, then it'll be the first wave with the codex, and then in a year's time, the second wave. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I think that's going to be the process. Which kind of leads me to ask... Oh, no, I've asked too many questions. Just quickly, what would you like to see? Like, at all? New Squigoths? Oh, bigger boys. boys? Big, big boys? Like, what do you want to see? That's the real question. Twitch chat, what do you want to see? Um, ooh, this I like, I like mega knobs. I want to see more mega knob stuff. Do you want to see a bigger mega knob? A mm. snagger knob? Snag, yeah, snagger mega knob. Mega snagger knob. Yeah. Yeah. Feral. Yeah, like bottom feral half. Knob. Yeah, a feral knob. <laughs> I want to see a feral knob, mate. I'm down for it. <laughs> Go on those furry sites. You'll, you'll, you'll find yourself one. Oh, no. <laughs> so tempted to just close the show on that last gag. That Ooh, was great. They, uh, maybe, wild speculation, you know, in oh, that yeah. uh, AOS uh, Underworld Warband where they had the flying squig? Yes. What if they have flying squigs? Uh, East Neggers if... on flying squigs. Neggers on flying squigs. Could happen. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Some flying squigs. Some, like... Flying units would be really fun. I kind of want to see more bestial stuff. I think if we're going to get like a, like a bestial faction, I think that would be really fun. So like like a like a I guess probably uh, a a squigoth that's huge, like uh, or just like even medium that like really, a big plastic squigoth, mate. I'd be down for that. Yeah, just can you imagine yeah. that? Like, so instead of like a like that's a transport, but it's also just like a fucking beat stick that just like and it can only take x amount of wounds or something i think that'd be yeah there could be there could be a dual kit where one's like more of a um like a gun platform or a fighting platform and then one's like ridden by a boss and it's like it's a pure missile where you point and click and it goes and smashes Mm. that'd be pretty sweet to see it would it would yeah all right well listen let's head out for today uh it's been lovely talking to you both thank you very much Thank you to Tom and thank you to Nick. Have either of you got any shout outs for today from the 4 Um, I'll shout out our other famous celebrity listener, Ed Sheeran. He's also a big fan of the show. Loves it. Loves it. Messaged me the other day. Said last week cameo really on it and ruin it within a week. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for that. Tom, you got any shout outs for today? No. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm going to shout out the, the whoever wrote the FAQ. Brilliant work. Thanks for listening to the 40k Spy Center. Thanks, Twitch chat. Thanks to the podcast bros who hydrated. And thanks to everyone on YouTube. You thugs, have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. And thanks for listening to the 40k Spy Center. Boom, 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 boom.